Hello, and thank you for tuning. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in to the World Through Electro Specs World Through Electro Specs podcast. That was the probably the worst intro we've done so far. I've done so far. I don't because don't I re- put it on me. I changed the audio levels again, and I was really really loud, and that threw us both through a loop. Did it not? Yeah, no, that was very interesting. Um, I, I have no idea what you're doing. I can just imagine Pete over here messing with everything. Well, I think uh, can't do that. I turned our audio levels down for the intro, mm-hmm. and then I turned them up again while the intro music was playing, and uh, I think I turned them up too far. That's why when I started talking, it was really loud. So, eh. good enough for me. <clears throat> uh, welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, my name is Caleb. And I'm Brett. Are you looking directly at the cameras? Yeah. Directly at the cameras. Okay, we're doing this this episode. Yep. Uh, today's episode, we will be talking I'll about... Look, I'll look at yours, too. Oh, but, okay, I'll look. We're looking at the cameras that aren't pointed toward us now. Yep. Okay. Okay. It seems like every episode, it's it's like a, a theme of the show is that every episode s- starts with us talking about audio and cameras. You, you have no idea what you're doing. No, there's, there's... I never claimed I did. There's there's no regulations here. We never claimed we knew what we were talking about <laughs> or knew what yeah. we were doing. I like it. By the way... Uh, for the record, Pete, if you're listening to this episode, I told you we were recording, and you're still texting me on air. Dang so, it, Pete. Dang it, Pete. It's okay. I can't get too mad at him. He's letting us use the recording equipment in the studio. So. That's true. So, Mr. Brett. <clears throat> Sir. How have you been? I'm tired. Uh, this because <laughs> we we got here like an hour ago and we just started recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and 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 it's been great. Um, no, the, the end of this week, I, I think I caught the bug. Um, mm. I've been down for a couple of days, just feeling like crap. Um, but this week, I had drill last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and so I, it feels like I haven't had really a day off in a long time. And lo and behold, the one day I can take off, I'm at home with the flu. So. Oh, I thought you were about to say the one day you the one day you get to relax, you're here recording this. Oh no, no, this is relaxing. Okay, this is nice. <laughs> good. Yeah, this is good. How about you? What have you been up to? <sighs> A lot of school stuff. <clears throat> Mostly school. Um, uh, my laptop took a dump on me at the beginning of the school semester. Uh, so I've been without a laptop for a while, which is fine. I've got this desktop here mm-hmm. that I primarily work off of, and then I work off of the school computers too. Um, but not having something that's portable has really been bothersome. <clears throat> yeah, I can imagine. So I got a new laptop over this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really nice laptop. I'm really happy with it. But out of the frying pan and into the fire, uh, literally as I turn the laptop on, it's downloading its initial updates. I'm thinking, okay. This laptop's going to take a few hours to update or maybe an hour tops. Mm-hmm. So I'll let it run its updates and run its initial setups. Uh, and then I'll go get my haircut. I really need to get a haircut. So I got like a block away from my house towards the, the haircut place. Um, I pull up to an intersection. I'm like, something doesn't feel right in my car. Something feels wrong. And then I turn turn the intersection and hit the gas, and I'm hearing... I'm like, oh, I've heard that sound before. <laughs> I pull into the next parking lot, and sure enough, I have a flat tire. Uh, but it wasn't totally flat, though. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't f- firm you, you like it should be. I wasn't on the rim. Yeah. Uh, it still had some air in it, but it was... Um, 
it was definitely a lot lower than it should be. Mm. Um, so then I drove it home, and I only drove it like a mile or two to get home. By the right. time I got home, it was more flat. Uh, by the time I woke up the next morning, it was completely flat. So it was a gradual thing. I put air in it and it was hissing. So, mm. but like, yeah, it's dealing without a laptop for a while. Get a new laptop, and literally while the laptop is starting up, something else breaks. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so to make a simple situation much much more complicated, and don't this this entire episode is not going to be me complaining about my car <laughs> situation. It's just it's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, I recently had new rims put on my car. Right. My my yeah. mom put the new rims on my car as a birthday gift. She uh-huh. she works at a at a at tire rack in South Bend. And um, so she got a good deal on rims and she put the new rims on my car. They are not very cheap rims. I, I really appreciate the fact that she got them for me because they're pretty nice rims. Yeah, yeah. As what comes normal with nice rims are lug nuts on the rims that cannot be easily removed. They come with a key. The, secu- the security lug nuts. The security nuts. Yeah. lug nuts. They, you have to have a specific key mm-hmm. to get those lug nuts off those rims. My mom gave me the key to the lug nuts. Yeah. So I go to the tire place. I put just enough air in my car so that it, it lasts until I get to the tire place. Um, by the time I got to the tire place, the tire was flat again. Mm-hmm. But I at least I filled it w- with enough air to make it there on time. Um, still ended up blowing the sidewall out of the tire, so the whole tire had to be replaced anyways. But uh, I get there, and they're like, yeah, <clears throat> we can't get the rims off. I'm like, well, yeah, it's got a security lock on it, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you're a tire shop. Don't you have tools to get those off? Normally, I would think that they have like a tool chest somewhere just filled with security keys in there. He's like, I have... The, the the guy at the tire place said, I have the five spoke and the six spoke, but I don't know how many spokes these these specific lock nuts have on them, but none of my tools fit them. He's like, but the uh, good news is you were given a key. You should have been given a key when you put the rims on, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I usually keep the key in my car. Yeah. <clears throat> so I start digging around in my car and I can't find the key. And I'm like, uh, and I'm thinking and I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then I remembered. Uh, before Haley and I went to Nashville, I parked my car at the back of her house instead of in the front. Like I, I don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Haley and I were having a little bit of a discussion on whether or not we should pack the car Friday night or Saturday morning before we left. We ended up packing the car Saturday morning because of that discussion. I can't remember whether or not I actually locked my car. So, and it's easy to say that in retrospect now, but when I, when we started packing the car in the morning, I noticed that the latch on my center console compartment was broken, and I didn't think anything of it. I just assumed I accidentally broke it while I was packing the car somehow. Yeah. A week later on our vacation, we are at the campsite, and we're trying to buy a map for the campsite. It's only a dollar, so I go in the car to get my loose change that I know I put in the car before we went on vacation because I knew we were probably going to use it for tolls or something. Mm-hmm. I get in that center console, and all the loose change is gone. And then I put two and two, two and two together, and I realize broken handle, parked the car in a different location than I normally do. All the loose change is gone in the compartment that had the broken handle. Somebody must have broken into my car that night, or at least gotten mm. into it if I left it unlocked. Yeah. We called her parents' house, and his her, and her dad's truck had gotten broken into, and all the loose change was stolen that night too. That backstory aside, fast forward to this week when I've got this lock nut situation with my rims, <laughs> I realize I'm like, oh no, I used to keep that key in that center console. 
And I didn't think about it until now, but now that I ran into this situation, Mm. I remembered I haven't seen it since that night that all that spare change went missing. So they must have just scooped up everything in that center console and left. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me super lucky that I still had rims on my car when I got up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Because if there's a, a lug nut, a lock nut key in the car, you would assume, oh, maybe I should check out the rims now. Yeah. But... So now I'm, and to make matters even worse, I can't buy that part locally. I have to get it from Tire Rack, and the only Tire Rack location that exists is in South Bend, two hours away from here. Mm. So my car is away from home. I'm stuck at the tire place. We can't, it has a flat tire, so I can't drive it, but we can't replace the tire or even put the donut on because I don't have the key for the rims, and I can't get the rims until, I can't get the rims locally, or I can't get the key for the rims locally. So. I'm like, well, what do I do? I call Tire Rack. We got it taken care of. They overnighted me two keys so I can keep one in my car and one in the garage. Nice. But the problem was now I was stuck without a car until that shipment came in the next day. Yeah. So now I'm bumming rides off people, missing classes, that kind of stuff. Thankfully, I didn't have to work. Good excuse. Well, it's not. It's never <laughs> a good excuse. <clears throat> but no. Not when you're as busy as you are. Dude. Oh, my God. It, so- it sounded like I just... Farted, but it was just my. I chair. wasn't gonna say anything. It's hot in here. My butt's sweaty. This leather chair is. It's ASMR. That's what it is. There you go. <laughs> you just, just gotta whisper into the mic. Oh yeah. Uh, and today we will be uh, reading a selection from Mark Twain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be. <laughs> I no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Ugh, so bad. Anyway, so that's what I've been dealing with. Yeah, I've got. Five classes, two jobs on campus. Um, I'm an officer on two different clubs on campus, and I'm a member of four organizations outside of school, the 501st, the AdFed of Fort Wayne, or, uh, yeah, the AdFed of Fort Wayne and Fort Lug, the Fort Wayne Lego user community. Yeah. So I'm a little busy. Yeah. And I've got so. this stuff that I do outside of classes. I've got this video stuff and the podcast stuff that I do outside of classes. But even though this is a little bit of work, it's like an hour of editing, and it still takes up a decent amount of time of my time, yeah. whatever precious time I have left, but it's still worth it because this time that we sit here and talk really is just really relaxing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, this has got to be some good, like uh, almost a like nice, a meditation time. It's nice to get away from stuff for a little bit. Just sit and talk, <clears throat> yeah, just kind of hash things out. I spent way too long talking about car stuff. That's all good. Yeah. Hey, you asked me what I was up to. Yeah, that's, yeah. That has been my week. When well, something like that happens, it consumes your week. Th- this might be a good segue into what my topic was for okay. tonight. All right. So we did um, something interesting with the topics this time. Yeah. What topic did you have? Uh, timing. Excuse me? Uh, timing. <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds. Okay, trust me. Everything I was trying to research, I was going above and beyond, uh, trying to come up, okay, what's today's topic going to be? It's got to be, you know... Like, like epic but then i thought okay. i need to make this simple but yet you know thought provoking and and for me it was timing um and i and i'm sitting here going i'm a busy guy mm-hmm. i know you're <clears throat> equally if not twice as busy as i am Ugh. so i thought yeah timing <laughs> it would be perfect uh because you can throw your organizational skills into that um, your, your time, um, you know, how much time are you devoting to this project? Uh, Murphy's law comes into play. Your tire got, 
you know, yeah. went flat. So how do you how do you throw that in there, and then how do you prioritize other projects? I guess the good thing with that tire, the really good thing with organization and keeping busy and timing situation with that particular situation mm -hmm. was I now don't have a car, so I I can't come downtown to do work. Yeah, um, I can't go to class to do work, but. At the same time, I got the flat tire and couldn't have a car to drive anymore for the next few days. Mm -hmm. I also had a new laptop that was a new wor mobile workforce. Okay. So I was all, so I did if, photo editing while I was waiting for my car to get done. I did I did photo editing and I did forces you to focus on something else for that time being. Yeah, that's all I can do. <clears throat> Timing though, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. I, you went a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm my getting... my topics are going to sound stupid now because <laughs> I like yeah. yeah I wasn't expecting timing to be yeah. the topic. Well, I I've got I've got so many like deep topics that I, that I think <laughs> that I think are really interesting. Um, you know, some of the other ones that I was going to bring up are just ridiculous. But what were some of the other ones if you remember them? Um, perspective. Um, I wanted I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because. In a way, everyone else's perspective of things is slightly different, based on their background and their exactly. personalities. Yeah, and their the environment they grew up. Yeah. yeah, and and I find that fascinating, <laughs> especially um, for like the culture that you're in with uh, the designs. And, oh yeah, and art. You know, I don't have that. I, I don't want to say that I don't have that interest. I I love looking at art, and and um, really cool elaborate designs, mm -hmm. but. I don't have that eye. I just look and go, hey, that looks pretty cool. But to someone like you, your perspective of something is, okay, this ratio is a little bit off over here. Yeah. But, you know, to me, I'm just, hey, that looks pretty cool, man. I, I dig it. Especially since I'm going through publication design right now. That is a super fascinating field of design that is incredibly, incredibly complex. Behind this, It's all behind the scenes, though. Hmm. The idea of secret cannons, the idea of the grid system, the fact that every single layout is based off of a grid, whether you realize it or not. And if you actually draw those lines of the grid, you basically can't even read the content, but it's still giving it structure subconsciously that your brain is still picking up on, makes it readable. The idea of making sure that you have space between paragraphs and between margins to make sure that, and it's such a weird way of thinking, it, of thinking about it, but what you're doing there with your amount of spacing and that spacing changes based on your point size and your letting and your kerning um, of your of your type of your body copy, but that spacing between paragraphs and between columns is giving your eye a channel in which to navigate the page. Hmm. See, when you're re when you're just reading it, you're just thinking, "Oh, my eye's just jumping around." Yeah. But subconsciously, your eye is thinking in a two D two dimensional space when you're reading right. when you're reading a magazine or a book or something like that and seeing those those seeing those channels and seeing those that gives your eye a pathway to navigate the page and that can just same content same photos same graphical elements same body copy same typeface same point size same kerning just changing how your eye navigates the page can change how you feel about it can change whether you're mad or happy about an article Hmm. It's it's insane. Very subliminal, dude. It's insane. And like sub, subliminal, <coughs> subliminal. Blah, 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 blah. There you go. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subliminal messaging is something that's huge in advertising everywhere. Yeah. But you don't realize exactly how deep it gets, even right. within just a magazine article. It's insane. So going through publication design is like it's crazy right now. All of a sudden realizing that there's all this extra 
oomph to the stuff that that you just read on a daily basis. It's crazy. Hmm. So yeah, talking about perspective and design. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So what was your topic? Uh, are you gonna run over time? We are already running over time. Oh, perfect. So uh, we will save whatever topics I have for after the break. Sounds good. All right. Dateline today. The world through Electrospecs Studio. The brave men and women in the recording studio continue to record episodes of The World Through Electrospecs diligently, working tirelessly to bring listeners of the World Wide Web content that tickles their eardrums like the beard of Uncle Sam himself. Support the podcast! Donate on Patreon! For as little as $4 a month, you can do your duty to support The World Through Electrospecs podcast and all of Caleb's other content. Reward for support include exclusive content, live streams, and even getting credited on every video release during the time period of your support. Yes, even you, Billy. Wowzers! Visit patreon.com slash Caleb Ferris today to show your patriotism for the World Through Electrospecs podcast! I was going a lot like nerdier and specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with my topics. I, I figured you were, and that's why I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you throw went, a curveball. Yeah, you did flick me a curveball because yeah. that was, jeez. You know, my my very first topic that I was thinking of was people watching. Man, I can sit at an airport and do that all day. I have not. I don't do a whole lot of. Haley loves people watching. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of people watching. I like watching people, but I don't do it very often. I like. I like. I like trying to trying to think of people's backgrounds. Like, watch the way this person's walking. <laughs> what you life know? events have led that person yeah. to put those pa- those pants on this morning? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just it, it blows me away because it's um, especially I've got this new gym and the and these coaches are phenomenal and they're always. I'm gonna go ahead and start the timer because oh, we're we're talking yeah. about good stuff. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Welcome back, by the way. Continue. Yep. No. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like our our coach, he's he's talking to us about this seminar that he went to on how just walking across the room, you can you can tell uh, how active they are. Oh yeah, um, you know you can see the way their stride is. Just to see how much they jiggle, is that what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's 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 fascinating to me. Uh, like people watching is just. Um, you can try to you can try to assume their backgrounds, what kind of environment they grew up in. Excuse me, did you just assume my I, background? It, well, I, I assumed a lot of things about them, but I don't <laughs> I don't say it. I'm sure, like everyone else out there, but oh, it, uh, you know, it's just it, it's just it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start to you start to build a story for someone, especially at an airport where you're sitting there for more than an hour, and mm-hmm. the guy across from you, you're wondering how he even fits in the seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like. <laughs> Okay, there's there's this um, business guy sitting there, mm-hmm. suit and tie, working on a laptop. And you're like, oh, I wonder, you know, what's is he what's work- he doing in there? Is he playing Facebook? What's he Grant? doing? Is he playing yeah. uh, Bubble Witch Saga three, or <laughs> yeah. or is he going over yeah. financial spreadsheets yeah. for this quarter? Like, I bet you maybe that guy makes six figures a year. Mm. Maybe he's on his way to an interview right now. Man, how can he make that much money? Only if he's only producing six action figures a year, how does he like make a living off of that? Well, he did get business class seats. Oh, okay. So one for him. It, yeah. He got seven of them. One for him, and then yeah. one for each of his six action figures. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> they're life size. Oh, he's in that business. They're life size action life, figures. Yeah, life size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's making that money from. Yeah. Uh, well, this is my Justice League. <laughs> yeah. It's like buying a small car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no. So, so what, what? What were your topics? Uh. Okay. Let's see what I had. <clears throat> So we tried this new thing this episode where we came up with topics separately that we might want to talk about, did quote-unquote research on them, uh, and then we thought we would just bring them up. And the idea was that it might be kind of interesting if we popped into the same topic somehow on accident, but uh, there's no way (laughs) you're crazy, like, (laughs) Inception-style, cerebral, mind-boggling topics. We're going in deep. Yeah. I'm going to start throwing curveballs at you now. Oh, good. Where, like, we'll show up to the next episode, and you'll be like... I'll be like, what's your topic? And you'll be like, I wanted to talk about colored marshmallows this episode. And you'll be like, mm. what's your topic? And I'll be like, quantum mechanics. Mm. Well, as long as we're not bringing props Strangely enough, it's very this. similar. Props. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's here's today's topic. Uh, beehives. And just <laughs> <laughs> come in. Right? Yeah. Uh, so first thing that's on my list here, uh, and you actually texted me about this recently, J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, okay. Coming back for episode nine. Yeah. 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 That would be fascinating. That... How do you feel about that? I don't. I don't know. And how, and how does that make you feel, Brett? Uh, well, you know, deep inside, I don't. Show me on this puppet where JJ touched you. God, I, <laughs> like, it, I don't have enough fingers to point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Um, obviously, I. I loved Episode Seven. I thought that was a really good movie, but it didn't. It didn't feel like the sequels that I grew up with. Mm. Um, although he did make the comment in one of his interviews about how he seven was basically all about building that first foundation, and now obviously eight is going to. Uh, was that you that vibrated? I have no idea. Okay. Anyways, continue. Um, eight is kind of gonna build the beginning of that story, and maybe nine is going to show the conclusion to it. So it okay. might be interesting to see how he built the foundation, and then came to the conclusion in the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> who was who was originally the director for the movie? Colin Trevorrow, I think it was. Uh, that he sounds was the, familiar. He was the director for episode nine. Yeah. And then he left because of creative differences between yeah, what, him. What was that? That seems to be a theme here. Because remember, the, uh, the two guys who were going to be the director's for uh, the Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. they were dumped by Kathleen Kennedy too. Well, uh, by Lucasfilm, but Kathleen yeah. Kennedy is a lady yeah. who's talking in the in the interviews she, and the article. She's the president, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. president of Lucasfilm at the moment. Okay, um, but they dumped them because of creative differences again. So right. it, it's almost a little frightening because it almost sound it almost sounds a little bit corporate. Like, it, well, like, yeah, and I, it seems like we hired these people, but they're not doing what we want them to do. So we're going to find somebody who does what we want them to do. It's like, well, why don't you just do it? Yeah. You know? Why yeah. you got to hire somebody else and then tell them what to do? Well, I can see how they want to make sure that everything is going linear. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you know, just like if you were you or I were to sit down and create fan fiction for the Boba Fett film. Like we already don't. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> um but, you know, like, we could come up with some crazy story, but it has to still be linear within their timeline. Their, yeah. their IP has to, here's, here's the beginning and here's the end. They're in charge of creating the story to get to that end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, 
anyone else out there could be like, well, I'm, you know, a huge fan of this and I'm going to curve that line a little bit and then make it come back. I can understand why Disney would want to make sure that it stays within this perfect trajectory. Yeah. Keep, Um, keep it, keep it going down a specific path. Yeah. Following what they want it to be. But it's not just Disney; it's Lucasfilm specifically oh, yeah. with Disney's pocketbook. But you back look, then. you look at that that tree, the, the Lucasfilm, the the whole what's canon and non-canon now between mm-hmm. the Star Wars worlds, and it's it's fascinating to see how everything that's non-canon is now getting kind of pulled from here and there. And it's like they wiped the slate clean and then they they took the stuff that they did like, that they mm-hmm. wanted to keep, and they're bringing it back into canon now. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. There are... There's so much stuff in the Star there's Wars no world. There's no way that... Well, pl- well, I mean, there's a whole book series and game series devoted entirely to what happens after episode six. Yeah. There's no way they could have sequel movies mm-hmm. without explicitly contradicting those novels or following them to the T and then not being very inventive or interesting. Yeah. So there's also a lot of extra details that aren't really necessary. No. You know, there's, there's so much extra little bits of lore here and there that have been just pulled out of nowhere. Yeah. And added in. Dude, just like randomize any Wikipedia article, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are Wikipedia articles or sorry, Wikipedia, which is the Star Wars wiki. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, there are Wikipedia articles for everything. Like a tiny little, a tiny little animal that's hopping in the background of a digital scene has like a whole freaking backstory where it's bound to have either been a bounty hunter or a Jedi at some point, you know? Yeah. It's, or it comes from a planet of bounty hunters or Jedi. And I, and I I get wanting to know the lore to a lot of different things. And and I, when I get into a topic that I'm like, oh, I, I did this with Alien the other night. I, I went deep and I was like, oh, I want to do all the research I can on this xenomorph because I it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars Dude. is so much H.R. more. Giger. Did you know that his name was pronounced Giger? Yes. Yeah. I always thought it was Geiger. Geiger. Yeah, but I Geiger I, counter. I, yeah, but it's actually Giger. H.R. Giger. Giger. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> his his work is just. Ugh. They used to. Did you know that they have uh, Giger? I don't know if they're called bars or if they're called cafes. I think they're called cafes um but they there are a few of them around in the world i think there are only two or three that exist now there used to be one in new york city but it's not there anymore i think there's one in france i believe um but it's essentially it's exactly what it sounds like it is a bar cafe kind of restaurant place but the entire place is themed after his artwork so like Ooh. all the tables look like they're made out of alien bones. All of the chairs, <laughs> all of the chairs are just covered in like ooze and blood. Wonder what their stuff. food is, dude. I have no idea. Well, I have we, no we idea. Gotta, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go now. Yeah. We could do the podcast there. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Something tells me it's not a very cheap place to go to. Yeah, we need more Patreon subscribers. Yep. Yeah, support us on Patreon so we can go to this yeah. crazy expensive stupid restaurant. So what? What was your <clears throat> topics? That was that was one of them. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, let's see. J.J. Abrams, uh, he's coming back for episode nine, but he's co, he's directing it and he's co-writing it with. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. I want to say it's Tolan something. Tolkien. No, it's not Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming back yeah. for episode nine. I heard you guys needed help. Yeah. He's a force ghost. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> he shows up. Oh, that's, from a, that's a good question for you. What are, what are your thoughts on Anakin being a force ghost? 
There's a lot of speculation. Uh, I know Hayden Christensen was up for the idea of coming back and reprising yeah. his role as Anakin. I, I would love to see it. I think it'd be cool. I think yeah. it'd be a cool way to tie. I mean, we didn't have... Of all the things that they changed in uh, the original trilogy, in the re-releases, and the digital, and then the Blu-ray, of all the digital scenes that they added, of all the things that they changed, I wish they added some things that had a little bit more continuity with episodes one, two, and three with the prequels. Yeah. Like, if they... Like, they changed the digital scene when they were going into Mos the Cantina, and they added, like, when when the Move Along Trooper is talking to Luke and Obi-Wan in the Landspeeder, and they, like, that scene was perfectly fine, but they had to put this big digital green monster walking right in front of the camera. Yeah. They did stuff like that, yeah. but they could have done stuff like when they're in the Jawa Sandcrawler. They could add, like, one of the broken-down robots on the Drawa Sandcrawler could have been one of the B-1 battle droids. Yeah. Or, like, a super battle yeah. droid. Or, like, a droidicar or something like that. If they added little things like that digitally throughout the series, there would be so much more continuity throughout the entire series. Because right now, it just feels like... It almost feels separate worlds. You see a lot of stuff from the original trilogy pop up. The Like, the broken-down stuff in mm-hmm. the original trilogy pops up as brand-new stuff in the prequel trilogy, right. but you don't see any of the prequel trilogy stuff retconned into yeah. the, pre- into That's a the good point. Or- original trilogy. So I think the idea of bringing Hayden Christensen back as, okay, well, I take that back because they brought Hayden Christensen as a, as uh, his force ghost in the yeah. digital. So that's that's one example, but they could have done more of that. Yeah. You know, they, like they, adding yeah. the battle droid to the sand no. crawler. And I, I keep using that as a specific example because I believe. That, w- that would have been perfect. Th- well, one of the fan edits does that, I believe. Oh, really? Right, but it's a fan edit. Yeah. I'm saying if they did that stuff in the actual canon releases of the films when mm-hmm. George Lucas went back and made changes, that would have been pretty cool. Like if. Uh, <clears throat> that would have, it's like coming full circle again. Right, like, uh, oh, I don't know. If in the trash compactor there was a little piece, there was like there were a couple of like the DC seventeen rifles that the clone troopers carry, mm-hmm. you know, in the trash compactor, or yeah. um, if on Tatooine, uh, w- one of the junkyards or something like that, or one of the pieces of junk sitting in the background when they were going through Mos Eisley was like a broken down Arc one seventy starfighter from the Clone Wars era. Like that yeah. kind of stuff would have added more to it and made it more interesting and more continuity. You know what? What would be interesting is, uh, and you see this in like the background characters, uh, like mercenaries or just, uh, I guess anyone in the Star Wars world, mm-hmm. they always have storm like a piece of stormtrooper armor somewhere. Whether yeah. it's like a the well, chest even in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Dengar. Yeah, exactly. But, He's wearing snowtrooper armor how, that's just repainted. How brown, cool would it be, brown. like in Episode Four? you saw a Merc who had, like, a pieces of clone trooper armor kind of molded together into yeah. the mercenary outfit. You don't get any of that. There's, or even if, like... There's nothing carried over. If one of the, if one of the, like, I don't know, what do you, what would you call them? Just kind of goons? If one of the goons on, in Jabba's palace... Yeah. ...had, like, a repurposed clone trooper, t- like, a cl- those clone trooper pilot helmets... Yeah. ...that just had yeah. the, the open face. Mm-hmm. If one of them had those when they were wearing, like, in the background of Jabba's palace... It would just add to it, you know? Come on, Disney, get with it. Yeah. I know there are fan edits that do that, but... So, yes, the idea of Hayden Christensen coming... To bring this back around, the <laughs> yeah, idea of Hayden yeah. Christensen coming back as a Force ghost in the sequel trilogy that we have now, mm-hmm. the Lucasfilm, Disney, J.J. Abrams... Eight and uh, nine. Yeah, eight and nine. If, yeah. we, if we had him coming back as a Force ghost, that would be... I think that would be pretty cool, and I think it'd be a good direction to take things. I think that'd be really awesome. 
I heard. The guy who I, I specifically oh. brought up the guy who was co-writing it because um, he I forget the guy's name, um, but he and J.J. Abrams are co-writing episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of weird because J.J. Abrams has a lot of stuff under his belt. But this other guy that he's co-writing with, uh, you look him up on IMDb or whatever. He only has like five credits for things that he's written, but they're really good. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who wrote uh, the screenplay for Argo, I believe is the name of the movie. Um, and he also did uh, Batman. He wrote Batman versus Superman screenplay, and he's do, he's the guy who's in charge of Justice League right now, and then two other movies that I never heard of. So he doesn't have much under his belt, but he's got some pretty good stuff. So it's going to be interesting seeing like J.J. Abrams, who's, who's got who this. Is that? Zack Snyder? It's not Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was the director. I don't know. Um, This is not going to turn into a Google show, <laughs> but <clears throat> um, as a writer, Zack Snyder was the director. Right. Right. We're looking for this is this is why we need a third person on the podcast on a regular basis just to do fact checking. Yeah, you need you just need to Google Chris, Chris Terrio. That's his name, Chris Terrio. Huh. Uh, Argo, Argo, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, Heights. Uh, didn't, didn't Argo Book, won Book several Kings. awards, didn't he? Well, yeah, he won a he won a uh, what is it an Oscar? <laughs> I don't know if it, it's not an, an Emmy. There's Emmy the music. Maybe one of those globe things. Uh, one of those globe things. Yeah, I don't know. That's gonna be the title of this episode. One yeah. of those globe things. Yeah, one of those globe <laughs> things. Uh, he he won one of those weird awards though for for Argo. I bet it's shiny. Probably. So do you have a second topic? Uh, we are out of time. Ah. Okay. Uh, I did have more topics, but it looks like that particular method of doing things. Okay, so I will mention. I will mention one thing. Uh, the other thing I had in my top. Sorry, we're gonna go way over time. Oh well. Two more things, and I'll make them quick. Sure. One was, uh, and I can t- we can talk about this more in next week's episode. But one of the other things that was on my list was Brick World Fort Wayne. Uh, that's coming up. Soon. Oh, okay. So if you're in the northern Indiana, southern Michigan, uh, western Ohio, whatever area, um, in Fort Wayne, coming up on October 14th and 15th is, I believe it's 14th, 15th, don't quote me on that. I should know this, but I don't. Uh, Brickworld Fort Wayne, which is a huge Lego convention um, that's coming up. And as a member of Fort Log, I'm going to be helping with that event as well, and I'm going to be there at the table and all this stuff. So I wanted to mention that. I just wanted to give that a quick plug. Uh, the other thing I had was... Uh, two people <clears throat> that I feel deserve well more than deserve uh, a good shout out from the YouTube content that we've been releasing, not just with the podcast, but also the other videos. Um, I have their I have their names written down. Uh, first one is David Light. Um, <clears throat> David Light has been following the Fusion Eight Hundred. Uh, content that I've mm. been releasing to a T and we actually had a very l- you can go to the YouTube comments there's a long like 12 comment thread of him and me just talk- talking back and forth oh, wow. about Fusion 800 and printing processes and 3D printing and letterpress printing and stuff oh, cool. so huge huge thanks to you David Light for uh, all the feedback uh, I sincerely appreciate that um, another person that deserves a shout out is a Mr. Bill Van Lu. um I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he mm. um, he's another YouTuber. He's got a uh, he's got a channel where he builds things. Um, he was 
I believe he popped up when we did our work with Duresta. Um, Duresta? Uh, this is that hat that has this sideways thing, by the way. It looks good. If yeah, it looks straight. It doesn't look straight. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it looks straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, Bill Van Lu has a YouTube channel that where he builds things. I think he, like I said, I think he first got in contact with me. Uh, he followed me on Instagram. He subscribed to me on YouTube, and I did the same back to him. We talked a little bit. Cool. He, he expressed interest in the 3D printing thing as well. Yeah. I checked out his YouTube channel. He actually, um, he started a really, really cool software that's just a totally different way of looking at 3D designing called Beetleblocks. Hmm. Beetle, Beetleblocks? I want to say it's Beetleblocks. Um, if I got that wrong, Bill, I I sincerely apologize. Um, yeah, yeah, Beetleblocks. So it's, it's one of those things where, um, and it, what he's doing is different, but certain elements of it are somewhat familiar. You know how sometimes there are kind of graphical teaching tools for coding where you take segments segments of code that represent an action or a series of movements or a reference to another set of code or a repeat, and you just drag those graphical elements and start plugging them in, and it creates a code instead of actually okay. coding. So it's yeah. teaching you how to code. Yeah. He has that, but with 3D modeling and Ooh. 3D printing. So you gen you use these blocks of code to visually create the code and learn kind of how coding works. But what you're doing is you're telling this little beetle to make movements on an XYZ plane oh, on, in XYZ coordinates. And as the beetle moves, uh -huh. it's like pooping, it's like extruding. And what it's extruding, whether it's a square, whether you tell it to extrude radial or square, or whether you tell it to do a spiral or make a box or make shapes, um, the extrusion that the beetle leaves behind as it's moving using the coordinates that you use the coding tools with is what's creating the 3D model that you can then download and 3D print. Huh. Super fascinating. Yeah. Um, and if you go to the website, you'll see people are actually creating some pretty complex things that are actually useful here uh, with this with this coding software. It's pretty like freaking, it's kind of like when you see like a, working calculator in Minecraft where it's like how yeah, in the yeah. world Big did you get contraptions. yeah how in the world did you get like a, a phone mount for your wall designed accurately using this software that's amazing yeah. so but it's just a different way of looking at and he's got a whole like tutorial on how to use it and you can go to the website it's got a very active user base I just wanted to give that a, a quick shout out because I found him through YouTube and through Instagram mm -hmm. and uh <clears throat> that just that concept, the idea of looking at 3D modeling from that different point of view is absolutely fascinating to me. That's awesome. Yeah, so I wanted to give that a quick shout out. I'll put links to everything that I was just talking about in the description below. We should wrap up. Yep. Uh, Brett. Sir. Where can people, five, asked you this question before and you don't really <laughs> care about people finding you? Uh, just any of the social media platforms. Uh, just search Brett Yerkes. Um, that's That's my username for everything using my name brett yerks yep I'm with not, two t's yeah that's correct brett, I, don't, I don't try to hide brett brett yerks that's right okay how about you uh you can find me at www.calebferris.com that's c-a-l-e-b-f-a-i-r-r-e-s fun fact I was trying to get to my own website the other day. I accidentally spelled my last name wrong and found another Caleb Ferris spelled the exact same way, but with one R. To make matters more coincidental, he's an artist and an illustrator. <coughs> I'm not lying to you. 
And my logo is the CF, where the bottom of the C turns into the crossbar of the F. Yeah. His logo is the CF, where the bottom of the C turns into the spine of the F. We're like freaking doppelgangers, dude. You're going to hit crazy. him up? I did hit him you, up. You should have him on the podcast. That's what I told him. We should have him on the podcast. Caleb so and Caleb. Mine is CalebFerris.com with two R's. His mm-hmm. is CalebFerris.com with one R. Who gets more traffic? Him. Oh. <laughs> All right. uh, anyways, uh, so you can find me at CalebFerris.com, CD Ferris on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but Twitter and Facebook are just... Placeholders. Placeholders for Instagram. Yeah. Everything I post on Instagram goes to those other websites, so I only really use Instagram. So... <clears throat> Anyways, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm wasting time pulling up the music so I can see how much time I have left. <laughs> it's all good. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you in the next episode. Sounds good. Sounds good.